Hello, everyone, and welcome to Janky Engineer. I'm your host, Turbo. I'm your co-host, Buzz. And today, I'd like to talk about a part that I've added to my dead parts bin. Um, last episode, we had talked about that, but I've got, um, unfortunately, uh, another part to add to it. Um, I was designing and working on a clock circuit for a CPU that I built, and um, essentially it was just a 555 timer circuit. Um, and for whatever reason, that's uh, that 555 timer just died, and I'm not exactly sure what caused the death of it, but uh, after replacing it, it, it it's working now. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Uh, Another kind of janky thing that happened was when I was replacing it, um, the pin it goes into the, the perf board, it actually got folded over when I was stuffing the new chip into it. Oh no. <laughs> and um, the issue is that it was really hard to figure out what was going on because the resistance between the solder on the other side and the pin was really high. Which is really confusing because it's a pin, it's supposed to be, you know, close to zero ohms. But, yeah. So that's now added to the jar of, you know, dead parts bin, but yeah. And yeah, now we're going to talk about the time that I tripped a 15 amp breaker in my house. Um, I've got a, well, I had, unfortunately, <laughs> a, um, a function generator that was given to me. Could do triangle, square, sawtooth. Had a few other functions. And I actually ended up uh, tripping the breaker when I was trying to fix it. It stopped working, randomly. Don't necessarily know cause of death again. Seems to be a theme. Um, <laughs> and I, I was poking around with my multimeter and stuff, and I ended up um, probing across the AC, like, direct incoming, and through my meter. I think my meter actually ended up tripping the breaker. But, uh, it, yeah. It was, was it in, like, amps mode or something? Probably. I, uh. I can't confirm exactly what happened, but, yeah, it, it popped the 15 amp. Jeez, yeah, it's crazy. Um, whole uh, whole circuit for all the upstairs bedrooms tripped, and everybody was really confused until I figured out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever have you ever blown a breaker before? I've not. No, not like a never main. done anything like that. You no. know, high power or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the second highest, uh, I'd say like explosion or you know, you know burning or whatever would be my power supply which i've talked about previously but yeah um, yeah i've only blown them. things up on purpose you know pumping a bunch of voltage through a capacitor oh that's, i haven't i have not done that i have not blown up a capacitor yet um uh, you should do I'm it not sometime gonna, i'm not gonna <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah i'm not gonna do it on purpose but um uh damn. you know there, there'll be a time where uh, it will happen and it'll be something to report on for sure yeah yeah a lot, a lot of the time when people are doing like five, five timer circuits, they uh, they put it in backwards and then you know pops. But yeah, I've never had something pop at like that low of a voltage though. You know, even if it is like an electrolytic put in backwards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because usually like nine, nine to five volts generally, right? Yeah. For a five, yeah, five, five. That shouldn't be so bad for a, um, you know, just a normal cap. Yeah. Yeah, that's. It's interesting. Um, yeah, the the breaker ended up blowing. Um, fun fact, you have to turn a breaker off before you can turn it back on. That actually, at the time, I did not know that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so I don't know if you know this, at least here in my country. Um, 
when a breaker trips, it kind of it doesn't go all the way to the off. It's kind of like in the almost not full left, not full you know end, but like kind of middle-ish. Huh. And so first you have to turn it, the breaker off, and then you can turn it back on. Interesting. I didn't know that. I imagine yeah. it's probably the same here. Yeah, it, more than likely, more than likely. Um, had to call my grandpa to figure that one out, because, well, we've never really blown breakers before. <laughs> yeah. Previously, our house had uh, fuses in it, you know, the little um, round ones that you screw in? <laughs> really? Yeah, it, it was a pretty older, older place. It's not, not as uncommon. Fuses. Sorry? I've never heard of how, uh, houses having fuses like that. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're like little, I don't know, almost light bulbs you screw in, and when they pop, it's like it got a little glass bulb on it, and you can see the broken fuse. Huh. Uh, you can also get resettable ones that have a button on it, so it kind of acts like a normal breaker, but it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And... I've been working on another project um, over the week. It's a case for my CPU that I'm building. I'm sure. I think oh, yeah. you saw me bending the aluminum for that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Jankly bending the aluminum. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I clamped a two by four to my desk with two clamps and put the aluminum between it, and then essentially hucked it around the piece of wood and it. Kind of bent my table a little bit, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm sure before it's... that, you were just using like a piece of like PVC pipe or something, right? Yeah, I. So here's the thing: I was trying to bend it because essentially, imagine two pieces of wood sandwiched on top of a piece of aluminum, and I was oh, yeah. literally just using a plastic PVC pipe. I think it was either half inch or one inch to try and bend the try and bend it around. <laughs> radius bend radius was way too large. It was really unpredict unpredictable. But yeah. with the 2x4, it was a little more predictable. I still ended up uh, eventually getting a vise and essentially hammering it into shape to try and square it off because it was a really round bend. Uh, you know, using a 2x4 as a, yeah. <laughs> a bend and break. Uh, I don't have one of those yet. But um, yeah, I ended up... Uh, it's, it's, going, it's going okay. I had to... Um, had to make really tiny blocks because originally I was going to be uh, gluing the metal onto the wood. And uh, fun fact, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, some sort of a glue. Glue. What am I thinking of? Um, not construction cement. I was going to use construction cement. JB weld or whatever. That's what I should have used. Something like a JB <laughs> weld. But um, contact cement. That's what it was. I was trying to use uh. contact cement to bond the metal to the wood. Not a good mm. idea. <laughs> um, barely had any surface area, especially because the... Well, the metal was really thick. It was one-eighth thick, which yeah. is hard to bend, and it has a really low surface area for something like contact cement. Yeah, I've never tried like gluing stuff like that, so I don't know a lot about that. I did try no, brazing I, once, though. I haven't... I haven't. I don't have too much uh, experience with adhesives like that, but um, the only thing I've really done is like tiles. With that uh, yeah. thin yeah. set stuff, but um, and a, a bit of caulking as well. But mm. um, you've done brazing, you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got like uh, you know, a big old tank of flammable stuff, which you shouldn't really trust me with. But um, <laughs> which which kind some... of the flammable stuff? Uh oh, shoot, I don't know. It's a while ago. Ah, okay. It's yeah, just like I could propane. Try to find it. 
Uh, something like that. I don't think it yeah. was propane, though. Okay, fair. But, um, yeah, I tried brazing steel, and it didn't go well, because I don't know how to not warp metal, apparently. Oh, yeah, that could be kind of <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have, you, have you seen that video of the guy who tries to, to braze something, and he's got, like, an afro, and it catches on fire? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be careful with that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm I'm also at risk for that. Oh, yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my parents made me um tie it up actually. My oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it understandable. Is a weird, yeah, serious issue, but yeah. Um, what were you brazing together? It was steel. Um, I was trying to make a case for my computer, my um twelve right. bit transistor computer that I'm working on or have been working on. Yeah, how's that um, going? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't worked on it a ton lately, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's funny because I'm I've made uh, you're working on a 12 bit and I've made a 6 bit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you know half as many as yours. And yeah, multiples of six are are the best. Well, it, it's interesting because the the way that I've done it is really jank because you know you got e EPROM with eight output bits, and yeah, so two yeah. is the operand, and then. Yeah, that's, yeah. That only leaves you with, you know, six for the actual data and stuff. So it, it's a really mm -hmm. janky setup. But <laughs> but it works. It works. It, so. it does. It does. And it's, like, oddly simplified. But it, it, it's enough to get uh, an LCD working, which is kind of a, a milestone for me. Uh, nice. I've had issues even getting with an 8-bit, you know, 6502 getting an LCD oh, working. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Without, you know, resampling somebody else's written code making my own yeah yeah i haven't worked on my uh my computer in a while my like google photos keeps like recommending pictures to me like oh this was one year ago today and it's a picture of oh, like, really? the, the register card yeah yeah well, you were doing the pcb layout that's the last time i remember yeah it's been a while since i was doing that even though that was more recent i haven't posted anything about that in like I see. I see. my youtube channel or anything yeah you're trying to make it entirely out of uh, transistors, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, RTL logic. RTL. Discrete right. RTL logic. I see. I was just using uh, 74 series logic, which, you know... Yeah. <laughs> oversimplifies <Fair>. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about oversimplifies. I think using well, I, I mean, is just, compared like, overcomplicated. Compared, compared to your, you know, direct transistor variant, it's it's definitely a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, I could only imagine the spaghetti if you were to, like, point-to-point -point solder that. Oh, no. That would be... Yeah, wire-wrapped transistor computer. Yeah, that'd be cool. And, you know, originally I wanted to do wire wrapping. Um, in fact, my teacher had recommended it. But, unfortunately, yeah. like, trying to get the sockets and the wire and the tool and everything, it's just hard to get now other than from, like, you know, um, you know, waiting yeah. a while for it to get shipped from a place. Not even, like, any local electronic stores would sell it. Um, yeah, it's a pretty obscure thing these days. Yeah, which is why I prefer the either, you know, perf with the 22 or 22 gauge or, you know, point to point, which is what I have. Yeah. I did, uh, uh it was an old cut-up IDE cable, actually. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's what I was using. All, all the same color, all gray, simply because oh, it was cheaper... <laughs> yeah and man it's it's a it's a rat's nest i'll tell you that yeah but isn't that the um the background of our logo indeed it is yes yeah good, yeah. good pointing that out it is the background of our logo part of it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it's literally just a mess of uh, gray wire on some green perf. Yeah, if you'd done wire wrapping, it'd be the same, but there would also be like long poles sticking out the back of it. Do you do you cut those <laughs> off when you're done? Um, I mean, I guess you could. I know, I know some no people solder it afterward. Like, if it actually functions correctly, then oh, you can. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you don't even like once you run a wire, and if you're the wire's in the wrong spot or whatever, you just take it off and throw the wire away. away. <laughs> a lot of people don't rewrap it, which I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know, but. Huh. Yeah, so I've been designing a another part for my uh, my CPU as a stack basically. Oh and yeah. I was running yeah. into an issue with uh, 74191 where the LS variant. <laughs> it's it's really odd because if if you, you you know how the clock there's a clock line and there's an up down line to change if you're counting up or down yeah. on this chip. Well, if if the clock line is low and you toggle the up and down pin, it will cause false clocks to occur. Now, wasn't that, like, only on the, the like, HC part or something? It was only was on the LS, LS part. part. So it just uh, so happened that yeah. I had the LS variant and not the HC variant, and for whatever reason, that's changed now from yeah, the that's HC. Weird. It, yeah, it's a really odd design design flaw that kind of, and, and this is jank, well, basically I ended up having to write the data to my stack and then read it back twice to get the actual data back. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first time I read it back, I get garbage. The second time, I actually get the value that I want. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So it's, yeah, it's a weird design. Yeah. So I got Maybe that going. you could uh, set your assembler up to do that automatically. I could, I could. Um, some sort of, what would that be, uh, a macro, basically? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting um, designing a CPU and then kind of writing your own assembler around that and you're just working with the hardware directly, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I I wrote a, an emulator for my CPU a while ago, but I've recently been trying to write an assembler in, right. in C. Um, yeah, I Python, uh, Python. You know, <laughs> on, on my server. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, the person Python wrote, um, wrote one in Lisp a while ago. I think ah. it was like Racket. I don't even know what that but, is. Um, it's uh, like dialect of Lisp. Oh, okay. But um, but yeah, I've just been trying to write my own because it's fun, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. Uh, uh although a lot, probably a lot easier than a compiler. Yeah, I yeah, compilers are like a whole. Begin to think of how a compiler works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's directly from the instruction to the machine code, which goes into your, you know, into your ROM onto your CPU. Yeah, yeah. Or computer. Um. Yeah, so uh, another time, another incident that I had happened was uh, when a, basically I blew up a transistor. Uh, this is course, actually in the same, the same bedroom that uh, I blew the breaker on, surprisingly. <laughs> I blew up a transistor, and my parents thought there was a gas leak in the house because of the smell of it. You know, that oh, geez, yeah. burnt electronic smell. Uh, yes. It's, it's a very distinct smell. You know, I mean, it, it, things... Things stink when they get hot, and it's like warmth yeah. smell, you know. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. the smell of warmth. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard yeah, to no, explain. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, especially especially electronics. Yeah. I don't know what a capacitor smells Magic like. Smoke. But, well, yeah, I've had that happen. I um, 
I blew up an Arduino once because I was using an Arduino with a, an SD card reader. So it'd like take the audio off the SD card, put it through an amplifier board. Huh. But the amplifier board was 12 volt and my Arduino was 5 volt. So oh I was God. like, I had an external power brick powering the amplifier and I connected the 5 volt rail, not the VN pin. If I connected oh, no. the VN pin, it would have gone through the regulator, probably would have been okay. Yeah. The direct five volt five volt line to the twelve oh, volt geez. line of the amp and blew up the uh, microcontroller. <laughs> of course, of course you did. Yeah. So it's not this... the first time you've blown something up by putting twelve volts in the wrong place, though. What do you mean? Didn't you do that to like a phone or something? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was trying to make a circuit. I had a, a chip that was a VU meter. So like the louder the the volume. I don't know if it was volume yeah. or frequency. It would light up a certain number of LEDs, and it would show you. That's cool. Well, the the data sheet said 18 volts, right? Yeah. So, of course, I, I set my my bench power supply to, you know, the bench power supply that I killed that I talked about in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I set that one to 18 volts, uh, and then uh, powered up the circuit, whatever, plugged my phone in. And when I plug my phone in, I see this line down the screen, and I'm like, what the heck, right? No, so I unplug geez. my phone, and I, it, I reboot it. And it boots up fine, but uh, it shuts off after a few seconds, and it gets really hot. So I think I shorted out the audio I see. And uh, yeah. I guess I wired a resistor wrong, which sent that 18 volts, or, well, probably not quite 18, but mostly 18, minus yeah. the resistor value. I don't know what that value was. Um, into the headphone jack directly. And, you know, phones aren't really designed to do that, at least not that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not expecting yeah. 18 volts to go into there. Yeah, that'll do it. But, so, from now on, I always check. If I have anything to do with audio, I probe the output of the audio jack. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but there could be a voltage there on a circuit that I've made. So, yeah. I ended up having to... I brought it to a repair shop. They couldn't do anything about it. I was hoping that maybe they could just remove the audio I see, because the rest of the phone worked. But yeah. they checked the screen and everything, and the battery, and, you know, normal phone things, but... <laughs> repair stuff. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I blew up my my phone, and it was a. Uh, it, I don't think it was quite. It was a little higher than twelve, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, such a weird behavior from that circuit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've tried plugging, uh, you know, DIY audio stuff into my computer, but I've never, you know, messed up like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, do you probe the output before you plug it in, or you just haphazardly plug it in? I don't. I just hope I don't blow anything up. Right. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to end it for this episode. See you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.